0: Thanks for tuning in to the Hope Church podcast. We hope that you're blessed and encouraged to walk out the gospel as you listen to this message. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to the people online. Diego's mom, welcome. My mom, all the moms, good morning. And those of you in the Family Center, good morning. Um, it's so good to be here. I tell you, God is doing something in here today. I don't know if you, in your seat way back in the front, God is just, whoo, he's just settling in. He is hovering in on us. And so I believe today there's a specific word for you who are in here and you're not here by mistake. So, it's so good. We have our team in Guatemala. They are um, traveling today to their destination. Woohoo! Um, I, I so wish I was a little fly because your pastor is actually doing puppets and, um, he's running VBS and he's teaching the little kids a little praise song in Spanish and he doesn't know Spanish. So I'm like, Oh my gosh. The time that I'm not there. Um, So uh, I'm so excited for them partnering with James Project. And they are ministering to the orphans and widows and doing a lot of amazing stuff. So please join them in praying for this week for them. I tell you what, what a way to start a service with the kids up here this morning, okay? Uh, Breaking up the ground, right, for the rain to come. Can we do that every Sunday? There's something powerful when I see those little faces. Um they look scared, but some of them were just smiling, but what they did was so powerful in the atmosphere of really breaking up the ground to um receive what God has for us. So I loved it. Um we have been in acts for a little bit and Josh, Pastor Josh has done an amazing job of just uh introducing Holy Spirit if you don't know. Um just encouraging us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I am wanting to recap a little bit and then go into what I know that the Lord has given me for today. Um, I want to recap in Acts two. Um, we could actually recap all the way to John four because it talks beautifully about Holy Spirit, but I just want to go to, uh, Acts two. We're not going to have it on, on um, line and and the scriptures and stuff, but I just want to talk a little bit. So um, they're up in the upper room. Um, Peter is there. They're all there, and they're waiting. Jesus said in Acts 1 that, wait, the Holy Spirit is coming to you, so we have to wait sometimes, right? So what a perfect example of waiting for the Holy Spirit to show up. Um, He comes. There's a sound. There's fire. There's wind. They get filled with the Holy Spirit. They're speaking in other tongues. And Peter is transformed, speaks boldly to a crowd, and he declares what God spoke, and that is, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. People are transformed, and about 3,000 souls were saved. How many of you know that is a move of God, okay? Um, But I want to even just kind of draw our attention to what I call like the four Marks, of the church, Um, it's called the Fellowship of Believers in my Bible, but these four marks that I think are important for our church today, for any church, um, it's not what I'm preaching on, but I just want to recap, okay? Um, The first one is they were devoted, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, having the Old Testament, uh, they learned the truth of God's word, that is so important. Later, the Holy Spirit inspired the apostles to write the New Testament But teaching was so important to the people so that they could learn, so that they could experience spiritual growth, and so that they would obey to make an impact for the kingdom of God, okay? The second thing is fellowship, community with the family of God, okay? I'm going to be honest. Fellowship and community gets messy. It's messy. There are things you walk out with people. There are things that you have to, it stretches you as a person. There are things that you address, but I'm telling you, it says in John, we are called to love one another, okay? In Galatians, it says, we are to carry one another's burdens, okay? Ephesians, it says, forgive one another, and we're to encourage one another. That is community. That happens in fellowship, okay? The third one is the breaking of bread, communion, what we did today, um, and prayer. Worship is celebrating who God is, what he's done, and what he's going to do. That's what we did today. We celebrated who he is, what he has done in our lives. I love how Paul had us remember what he has done in our lives and what he's going to do. And the fourth thing is that God added to their numbers every day. All believers were living their faith out publicly Filled with awe and wonder and experiencing signs and wonders, there's an attractiveness about our life. When we are full of the Holy Spirit and signs and wonders are happening around us, okay, people are going to want to come. Especially if they've seen you and then they see a change, okay? And at this time, the community started to give away the things that were holding them down. They sold property. They sold their possessions in order to give back to the community. So they were letting off the things that were so heavy upon them. They were shifting. The Holy Spirit was shifting their mindset. So, and as a result, God added to their numbers those who were being rescued. He trusted them. He saw their lives. So he added and added and added. I'm going to be honest, you guys, this sounds like Hope family to me. <laughs> the stories and stories of what I hear of what's happening in our, from our own church, and even ones that have a Hope family that don't even go to a church, there are stories, there's testimonies, there are times of worship, there are times of prayer, they're having a meal together. They're asking the Lord what to do, and they're being plugged in to a place. I'm telling you, if you are here and there's something inside of you right now that you're like, I want community. I don't know what it is, but what she was describing, I need, you need a Hope family. And I'm telling you, if you're here and you have waited and waited and you want a sign to lead a Hope family, here's your sign. Lead a Hope family. Because God is adding to our numbers. He is adding daily. And so we are growing and we need those leaders. This isn't about Hope Family today, but it is just good stuff. It's what happens around here. So these four things, I call them these landmarks. They're really just like pillars. I don't, I don't know how you want to describe it, but without these four things, with, if you take away one, the whole thing is messed up. Okay? If there's no teaching, the people would go back to their own culture and their own life. They would just go back. Easy access back to their old way. If they had no community and no fellowship, they would become isolated. How can your faith stand in isolation? You have to be active in it, okay? If there's no communion, no breaking of bread, which took them back to the upper room, encounter with Jesus, okay, which took them back to Jesus and the resurrection, that is the whole source, that's the ground force of what they believe, Whew. If you don't have that, what, what are you doing? And without prayer, prayer is joining in heaven to partner with heaven from earth to bring what is going on in heaven down to earth. So without these things, it crumbles. Okay, In 2 Timothy 3, it's not on the screen. Read it. On your own time, Second Timothy is full of good, good nuggets. Paul is writing to Timothy, and he gives him a clear-cut example of what happens when the church moves away from these landmarks. I'm just going to read a couple of things. They become lovers of themselves. They become lovers of money. Remember, they go back to their old ways. They gave away all their possessions. Now, all of a sudden, they're, they're regretting that. They want the love of money unholy without self-control the list goes on it says to avoid these people and then in 2 Timothy 4 Paul reminds Timothy I'm going to give you this charge we are called to preach the word can you say preach the word who's called to preach the word you are not just me we are called to preach the word and it says be ready in season and out of season church it's time to get ready In season and out of season. And that's why you need community. Because there's going to be a time where you think you're not ready. And your friend has to look you in the eye and say, you're more ready than you've ever been. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's why it's so needed. I am a firm believer that the Holy Spirit will do and cause amazing things to happen in his church when we are unified. It's true. We won't be able to contain it. We are building the kingdom of God. And just like in Acts 3, and that's where I want to land today. Acts 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, which is 3 p.m. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the Beautiful Gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Jews were required to go to the temple to worship God on a daily basis. So Peter and John would have walked several times for several years past the gate to the temple. So would the other disciples, possibly Jesus as well. Not seeing this man as he lay there for 40 years. In the scriptures, it calls the man lame, meaning since birth, this man had a... Birth defect, he was disabled, and his muscles not working, could not walk, could not stand. In a Jewish culture, if you had a disability, you were considered cursed. So, since he was born that way, not only was he considered cursed, but his parents were considered cursed. Can you imagine what that felt like, the humiliation, the sorrow, the guilt So his friends would bring him every day and lay them at this gate, begging for alms, begging for money. He was never allowed to go into the temple to worship God. Verse 3, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. Peter, who literally in the chapter before was fearing for his life, had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. The wind, speaking in tongues, that changed his life forever and gave him a boldness to speak into a situation or to people that he might have previously avoided. I had a dream a couple of weeks ago. I don't dream very often, but this year, um, I have dreamt twice that I remember and know that are from the Holy Spirit. And they both have been when I have been sick. I don't know why, but I'll just take it. And both of them were about God's holiness, his righteousness, the fear of the Lord. And two weeks ago, I remembered this dream. I don't remember a lot of dreams. And so I was sitting on a cruise ship, And I'm on the top deck, and I'm looking out through onto the water. And I'm just sitting on this lawn chair. I don't know if I have a swimming suit on. It is a dream. Maybe I do, but I didn't even look down, okay? I'm just looking out, okay? Keep your eyes just focused out. Don't look down. And so I'm looking out, and I'm like, it is so beautiful. And I know that I'm talking to the Lord, and all of a sudden an old friend that I hadn't seen forever, our lives have completely split, and they are living um, in a different place, and and haven't talked to them in a while, comes up to me, and I'm so glad to see them. I start crying and hugging them, pulling them close, telling them how much I love them, and we kind of, you know, they kind of go on, and uh, all of a sudden, the whole top deck is filled, and it's one of those dreams where I love this about the Holy Spirit. I can't recognize faces. It's kind of blurry, which is great, because I don't know who is really there. But it's filled to the max. And I'm just sitting there, and I just continue to look out onto the water, just the peace of God. And all of a sudden, it's kind of like in movies where you hear someone talking. You can kind of hone into what one person is saying, even though everybody is talking. And I'm hearing these conversations, and I'm, I'm still looking at the water, and I hear someone laughing hysterically about adultery that they've just, they've just committed. And I'm still focused on the water, and I hear just laughter, and they're just gossiping. And I'm not, I literally am just like continued, and like there's just pockets. And I'm not going to go into everything, but literally I just want to say sin was glorified. And I remember I looked over and I found my children and I looked at my husband and the Holy Spirit said, stand up and raise up your arm. So I stood up and I raised up my arm and as I did that, a shield came into my hand and I said, you, God, are holy. You, God, are mighty and we will serve you all of our days. You, God, are are mighty. You, God, are holy, and we will serve you all of our days. And as soon as I said that, there was a hand from heaven that came down and a finger that literally wrote on this shield everything that I said. And before I said that, when I heard the talk, the ship was basically, literally, it was just like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, People were literally getting sick, and they didn't even know why. They didn't even recognize what was happening on the ship. And again, I spoke it out. You are holy. You are mighty. And we will serve you. And it's riding on the shield. And the ship goes at peace, and I wake up. I want to speak this to you. When the Holy Spirit dwells in you, there will be times where you will bring the reality of what's happening in heaven to earth. And that means when chaos is going on around you, there is an authority in you to stop, to stop it. And we are living in a world right now that we as a church have to be so in tune with the Holy Spirit. I'm speaking to the ones that just got saved last week and I'm speaking to the ones that have walked out in the faith for 70 years. We have to be so close and in tune with the Holy Spirit so that when the boat is rocking we ourselves are in tune with heaven and we are speaking what heaven is saying and it's coming together and we are lifting up a shield of faith that says no I will not partner with this. I am speaking the truth And you alone, your name alone, you should be worthy, worthy of praise. You are worthy of praise. And this very thing is happening in Peter and John. The passage intrigues me. Beggars were not allowed to look up. They were not allowed to look anybody in the face. Especially once going to the temple. His head was bowed low and Peter said, look at me. Something's about ready to go down in this situation. It's about to get real. There is something so important about a deep face-to-face contact. You know what I'm talking about? I used to do this with my kids when they were little, when I could tell that maybe they were believing a lie or maybe they'd done something that they didn't want to admit yet. Um they were hiding or something, I literally would get down to their level and I would just cup their little face and I would say, look at mama. Look at mama. What's going on? Look at mama. Look at mom. Look at me in the eyes. I love you. We love you. We're cheering for you. Look at mama. No, 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 honey. You are not to use a permanent marker to mark on your sister's face again. Okay? Look at mom. Look at look mama's eyes. Mama's serious. Mama's serious, right? Okay? Second time, look at mama again. Look at mama. Now you have marked on your own face some permanent marker. Look at mama's eyes. Okay? Do you know what I'm saying? Deep face-to-face contact. It brings change, right? Even though in that case it didn't because it was done again. But, but what it happens was when I look in their eyes, I, I can give a correction, I can give a love, and I can set them back on the course so that the liar, the liar does not have any room. They're connecting with the one that they know and trust. Some of us need to look up and look in the face, in the eyes of the Lord, in the eyes of our Jesus, in the eyes of of God because he has some things to say to us when I recapped in chapter two I shared about the teaching of the word once in community communion and prayer and at that at that moment money was stopped being a priority money stopped being um the ruler stopped being the most important thing to them and they started selling their possessions okay not just their homes not their homes because they met in those, but they started uh, they started selling the extra, because a new power had entered their lives, okay? A new power, a new power. I want to say this too. When you are connected to the Holy Spirit, you have fresh eyes to see. When you are connected with the Holy Spirit, Peter and John are connected with the Holy Spirit, what they had walked by for 40 years. They were full of the Holy Spirit, and on that day, you stop. So they had fresh eyes to see what they had walked by all of those times. We hold the keys to someone's freedom, and we have to be so close to the Holy Spirit so that we hear and know today's the day or tomorrow's the day and when and where. Okay? So let's go to verse six. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold. But what I do have, I give to you. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong and leaping up. He stood up and began to walk and entered the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God. I am reminded of the scripture in Acts 1, 8 that says, Jesus says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That is happening in real time for Peter and John. Peter didn't even ask the man if he wanted to be healed. He just went ahead and healed him in the name of Jesus. Peter believed in the power of the name of Jesus, What that man didn't need anymore was money. He didn't need money. He didn't need pity. He didn't need his friends to bring him to the gate anymore. What he needed was the power that was in the name of Jesus to bring him healing and wholeness and restoration in his life. That is what's needed. I'm just going to ask you, do you understand the power and how powerful it is every night, every time that we speak the name of Jesus into the atmosphere, day or night, do we believe that the name of Jesus, powered with the Spirit of God, releases power in every situation that we're in? Because it does. It changes everything. It changes you, it changes me, it changes everything around us. Um, when I was in my apartment before I was married, I had a sweet young girl um, stay with me. And she needed prayer and she needed protection. And so um, she had asked to just come sleep on my couch, and so I said, come on. And that night, um, I just prayed over her before she went to sleep that she would have complete peace. And so I got her all situated, and she was asleep in perfect peace. She woke up, and she said, hold on just a second. Do you think that I just kind of prayed over her. She fell asleep, and then she woke up, and she's like, do you think that you could sleep in here with me? on the on the floor and i was like sure so i got my stuff laid on the floor she was on the couch and um she just fell asleep like that and then all of a sudden i felt this presence of darkness and it had come in to torment her and i remember that i couldn't move but what i could do is jesus jesus and that thing left It didn't linger, it didn't stay, it couldn't. Because there's power in the name. There is power in the name of Jesus. I prayed for somebody last week. We were um, praying over some things with her body and I could not muster the words. I prayed in the spirit and the only thing I could say is Jesus over her head. Jesus, give her a sound mind. Jesus, heal her spine. Jesus, touch her body. Jesus, touch her liver. Jesus, occupy every place inside of her. It's powerful. It overtakes our words, right? Our beautiful flowery words of prayer. It's so powerful, that name. It makes demons flee and darkness run and everything else that is not of him leaves because of the name of Jesus I want to speak to this area really quick I had just wrote this down and I felt to share this sometimes what you wanted from God isn't what you needed We're going to let that sink in That's a good in That's a good in I just said good in That, right? That's a little little country. When God meets you, when he meets your need, it may not look, and it may not be what you asked for or wanted, but I guarantee you it's what's best. You will look back, and you will see that it was greater. Instead of a money handout, Peter grabbed the man's hand and helped him up. We as a church have to both speak hope, and we have to walk it out. so he reached out, brought him up. He comes up with a leap. His muscles are strong and he begins to walk, leaping and praising God. He is responding to the work of God in his life. He went from laying to leaping. I've been sick before, guys, and there are times like I don't go from laying to leaping. Do you know what I mean? I need a little little bit more time to leap, But he came up with a spring and a step. He came up with the power of God in his legs and his muscles and tendons and joints and bones. That's a creative miracle. He came up and he was raised and he went leaping and and full of joy. So I want to tell you this. Not only was he physically healed from laying on the ground, but he was emotionally healed for the 40 years of emptiness, of being forgotten, of being overlooked. He was healed whole. And that is what God wants us to be. He just doesn't want to heal you physically. He just doesn't want to heal you emotionally. He wants you to be whole. He wants to heal every aspect of your life, every place, wholeness. I was on the prayer team several years ago, and um, a person came down for prayer. And I said, what can I pray with you about? And they said, I would like prayer for arthritis. I think it was arthritis. There was there was a lot going on. And so I said, do you mind if I ask Holy Spirit what he wants to do in this situation? And they said, yeah. So I said, Holy Spirit, what are you wanting to do here? Is there anything that uh, you want to say? And bitterness, brokenness, unforgiveness came up. And so I said, is this does this register with you? They said, yes. I said, are you ready? Would you want to walk through that? I would love to walk you through that if you're ready. And they said, yes. So walked that through with them. And I can, I can tell you, as I'm looking at this person, there's tons of people around. As I'm looking at this person, the countenance on their face is changing because the heaviness of bitterness and, and unforgiveness Offense, whatever it is, is is literally lifted off of this person. Okay, so I'm physically seeing a change. And then the Holy Spirit said, There's five places where I want you to pray. They're gonna be healed. I thought we were here for arthritis. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Holy Spirit knows what you need more than you know. And so I prayed over the five places. Not only was this person emotionally healed where the unforgiveness and the bitterness that had harbored in their heart was gone. They were, they were healed emotionally, but they were healed physically. Where there's like five or six places in their body that they didn't even know. They, they turned around and walked away changed. That's what I'm talking about. The things that we're asking God for may not be what we need. And we have to be so in tune. That it's okay that we give him our frustration, right? When it doesn't go our way. That's another sermon for another day. Peter and John took him to the temple to worship for the first time in 40 years. He waited his entire life to go worship and be in the temple. Just the mention of Jesus' name. And this man had a new, wild, and wonderful life. Did let's go to verse 9. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the gate beautiful, the beautiful gate of the temple, asking for alms, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. When God does something amazing in someone's life, his goodness can't help but spill out into others. Have you ever been in a service where somebody has like holy laughter? And you know it's real because they're really grouchy. I'm just kidding. I'm totally playing. I don't have any anybody in mind. Don't send me an email. Was that me that you were talking about? It wasn't. That was a joke. Kind of. But you know, you know that it's real. Like they're laughing. You can see that the joy of the Lord is like literally belling up in their spirit. I can't help but laugh. I can't help. It's like contagious. It goes around like fire. Have you ever been in a group where you're praying for someone? You're praying for someone's ankle and all of a sudden somebody's migraines are completely healed. You didn't pray for it. It's just his goodness is just like a sprinkler system. It's just like going out over everybody. Everybody. Someone's delivered of addiction or whatever it is, smoking or whatever it is. And literally, someone else's addiction is like, oh, my word, I felt the chains like just fall off. I don't even feel that desire anymore. He's so good. The activity of God, that's why we need community. I need to know what's going on with you. You need to know what's going on with me. So that testimony today, like Paul invited us into, it builds our faith to believe for impossible, impossible things. The Holy Spirit did a work in the lame man's body. And then through him, others were filled with wonder. And then that transformation led to salvation of many souls. It looks looks different than the world. When we're full and when we're doing what he's called us to do. What I love about this story is it takes place outside of temple walls. In other words... The demonstration of Jesus' power took place outside the temple where believers went to worship on a regular basis. So that means it's a reflection of Acts 2 where they were in homes. They were outside. God is moving in this church, but he is moving in you to go outside of this church. Okay? I just want to recap. Where is it happening? Well, if you're like, where is it happening? It happened today. When those kids were up here, it's happening in our kids' wing where we are instructing and kind of helping our kids hear the voice of God, exercise it out. It's creative camp, right? We have like almost 100 kids here this week. Some that don't even go to the church, some where their parents are desperate to put them in every camp in the city. They were just came. I'm I'm not gonna lie. But they are just here. They didn't know. But we're teaching them how to hear the voice of God, how to know that they are creative, that they are made by Him. They're a reflection of their Father. That's where it's happening. When Pastor Mark and Maddie and all their team get up and they take our kids and they introduce them to Father God. When they step back and let Holy Spirit do what only he can do. It's happening back in the student center, right? Come back on Wednesday nights. See, it's happening. But I will tell you, it's in them. So that when they go to Kansas City and they're in in, in an upper room, and messenger coffee, and they walk in and they just start praying. They just start prophesying. Kids that had never prophesied, our youth that had never prophesied before, they start prophesying over each other. Some that had never been filled with the Holy Spirit before start speaking in tongues. It starts happening. It's oozing out from under the door, right? Because there are people that are literally looking in. What's happening in there? They can feel it. They can feel it shift, Okay. It happens in our young adults. I've been in the young adult home, okay? I went for the amazing tacos. Man, they can cook. I'm telling you. Good food, good worship. It's goodness. But I tell you what, Josh and I were there to speak, and oh my word, I didn't want to, I didn't want to say a word. I just wanted to stay in the presence. The young adults in the city, they're on fire for God, and we are literally speaking into their identity and calling them back to who they are supposed to be. It's happening there. It it happens in our seniors. It happens in our office when we pray weekly for not only this church, for you, your family, but for our city. It happens at a, a birthday party. I was having a birthday party, and one of the moms was like, I'm, I just am not feeling the greatest. I'm like, let's pray for you. All of a sudden, she falls on the ground. She can't get up. The glory of God is on her. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. The kids are like, what's happening? We're like, I don't know. It's the Lord. <laughs> like, I mean, when you got it, you got it. I'm, I mean, I'm right? When you have it, you have it. You can't help but give it out. It happened at all these I have these situations in my life where wherever I go, it is the craziest. I love it. It's not crazy anymore. But wherever I go, people tell me their story. And so I'm at Aldi's, and this sweet man tells me he just had a stroke. I'm like, let me pray for you. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, you're afraid. No, I'm kidding. I didn't say that. But I was like, I'm going to pray for you when I get home, when I'm in my car. I was somewhere out of town this past weekend, and I was getting ready to go into a hotel room, and this woman comes out, and she goes, my back's been hurting. I told him to come and get the chair. (laughs) I love it. I know she was on something because I could smell it. So I was like, yes. I was like, what is going on? Are they coming to bring you a chair? She's like, nope. But I'm gonna go to bed. She walks in. I'm like, okay. I saw her the next morning. How's your back? I slept so good. Yeah, you did. He. It's everywhere, where you are. It's everywhere where you are. It's in your hope family. It's in your workplace. It's everywhere where you are. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't look to us. It's wherever you are, wherever you are. I'm going to have the ministry team go ahead and come up here in charity to come. Some of our staff to go ahead and come up here if they're here to get ready to minister. The name of Jesus, powered by the Spirit of God, releases power into every situation. Would you guys go ahead and stand? I'd love to pray for you before we open time for ministry time. If you would, would you just put your hands out like this, as if you're about ready to receive something or let go of something, however you want to see it this morning? Holy Spirit, I pray that you would encounter everything who we are. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would occupy every space in us, over our mind, over our body, over our spirit. I pray wholeness and health over you, you online, you in the Family Center. I pray that you would know when the Holy Spirit is giving you instruction to speak to the noise, to calm the ship, to speak the words from heaven to earth, as if the Holy Spirit is writing it on your shield of faith. I pray that your words on earth would match heaven's words. And you would realize the power that you have in your words. I pray over you, church, that you would have fresh eyes full of the activity of Holy Spirit so that when you go to wherever you go, when you are at home, when you are at work, when you see the bank teller that you've seen for 10 years, when you see the Starbucks guy that you've seen for five years, wherever you go, I ask that you have fresh eyes to see so that you will speak when you need to speak and you will pray when you need to pray and you will prophesy when you need to prophesy. I ask that you would partner with Holy Spirit to do what only he can do. I pray that you would show us how to wait on you. Help us to give you a chance to speak. Empower us to give you space to move. Help us to surrender our timing to you so that we don't get frustrated. Yeah. So that we don't get frustrated. I just see the Holy Spirit hovering over this room today. He is settling in. We receive what you have for us today, Holy Spirit. We receive what you have for us today, Holy Spirit. We recognize you in this room. We recognize you in this place. We recognize you aligning from heaven to earth. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Amen. Today we want to pray for you. Maybe you're in this room and you need healing. I believe that just like that lame man that that day was his day, I am believing for healing to happen. So if you need healing in your body, we want you to come. Maybe you don't even know who Jesus is. And if you are wondering and want to know who he is, come, one of these people, one of the staff will lead you to him. Maybe you just want more of the Holy Spirit. You want to be more aware. Less of you, more of him. Less of me, more of him. We just want to give space for you to receive all that he has, all that he has today. Today is your day. We as a a staff, as a ministry team, we want to partner with Holy Spirit to pray and lead you into healing and wholeness today. So if that is you, would you come? If you don't need prayer, God bless you. Have an amazing week.